All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just after 4 o'clock, welcome back. How are you, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley? As always, it's Sports 1440 Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, you can get in the game. Uh, If you haven't, use the uh, promo code SPORTS50, and you'll get a free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca. Blues last night in Winnipeg. Oilers found their game against L.A. Uh, I like the orders odds tonight. I'll say that. Um, I actually see the orders by two tonight, con man. By two tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Of course, you make your own decisions, especially if it comes to Moolah. But it's kind of how I see it tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. The interesting one would be um, if somebody could accurately uh, pick the time where uh, Connor McDavid, we know he's going to score a goal, but he's now at 23 assists. I, we, him and I were having a discussion about... I was telling about Gretzky has 26, and he chuckled when I told him that Grant Fuhrer has the order's all-time record over seasons where, of course, he had 36 consecutive assists without a goal. He had 14 apples one year. McDavid, he was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, 14 assists in one season. He was blown away by that stat. So the young guys, hey, I get it. You're not going to be following all the stats of a goaltender's assists back in the the mid-'90s, but he was was quite – we actually sat down and was was discussing. I was like, hey, man, Tom Barrasso too. Like those guys had 48 and 47 assists uh, respectively between the two of them. So not bad, not bad. But 14 apples, man, was a different time. Now, it helped a little bit sometimes where fears you would stop the puck, move around, coffee, wind it up, <laughs> go all the way, and maybe one, one pass, or sometimes you just go end-to-end, so pretty good assist. Uh, coming up uh, this hour, uh, we're going to get the uh, St. Louis. I'm very curious because his name has been out there. I think it's, I still think it's extremely low percentage that it happens, but man, if Pavel Buchnevich 
gets moved at the deadline. He, I, I like Jake Gensel a lot, but man, Pavel Buchnevich is a hell of a player. All right, no question in my mind, he'd for sure be the second most impactful forward. And I, I could make an argument. I, I shouldn't say argument. I wouldn't be stunned if he went on one team and Gensel went on another team and Buchnevich had just as many points down the stretch. Like he's a good player. He's a really good player. There was talk like if the orders could somehow make it work, of course you would take him. But it's a pretty big contract, right? So you got to ship out a lot of money. Like if you're acquiring Buchnevich, Fogel's going for sure. Unfortunately for him, because he's you know he's your four. You're not you're not trading Kane. You're not trading Nugent Hopkins. You're not trading your top five forwards. So then the most expensive guy next is is Fogel. So it sucks for him, and it doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just means that he's not Buchnevich. So you know what I. I still don't think the Blues are going to do it, though. Even though now, like, Nashville's went on a run here and the Blues are struggling, and suddenly they're, what are they, six points out of the playoffs right now? So it's not um, it's not like they're two points. Like, a, a week ago, they were two points back. Now suddenly uh, they sit behind Nashville, who is uh, in eighth place, uh, six points back. Now they do have games in hand, so but games in hand are only good if you win them. Otherwise, they're just games in hand. So, I don't know. Nashville is rolling. Meanwhile, the uh, the Blues are kind of going the uh, the other direction, and uh, the Blues kind of handed it to Edmonton back on the what is it the sixteenth of February. So Edmonton's going to have to uh, play much better tonight. A lot of text flying in in our EWL inbox eight three three. 401-1440, We'll get to uh, lots of those. Guys, I have to say, I didn't know who Barry Nykar was at all. That's why I love that interview. I was thoroughly enthralled by it. Uh, great story of perseverance and uh, doing things a little bit different. Can't imagine somebody uh, not playing hockey for three years and still turning pro. That's outstanding. Also, I liked his uh, description of uh, flying planes. I'm with you, Gregor. I don't think most of us could do it. Uh, of course, you could do it if you took your license. But and you took the lessons, but could we just get in a plane and land it? No, no, we couldn't. No chance. Like you can't just jump in and land a plane. Like there's a lot going into it. Right? How many? It's like saying, okay, you get in your vehicle now, and I want you. You're going to back up a trailer you've never done it before. Ask anybody who's been at a campsite how that goes. Hey, cons, you ever backed up a trailer? No, no, I just uh, sleep in the back of my Jeep, actually. <laughs> much, more, much more maneuverable. Pretty good backing that bad boy up. But, I mean, I've seen it. Uh, growing up, we did a lot of camping. My dad had a trailer. He was pretty good at it. But it can go bad quickly. And then it, I think people just start to panic, and it gets a lot worse. So, interesting. I, I do know two pilots, actually. Commercial pilots. I should see if if they think that they could actually guide one of us through it. we got to maybe get that simulator going. Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm not like that 20%. I'm not the 26% that thinks they, you know, potentially could. You throw me in there. I, I There's a lot of switches. There, There's a lot of things that can go wrong. So I wouldn't want to be the one responsible for the lives of the people on the plane with oh, me. Oh, God, no, no thanks. Uh, pilot, man, good for you. Anybody out there who's a pilot, uh, kudos to you. It's uh, uh, it, Now, I don't cheer when they land because I'm like, well, that's their job. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've never cheered on a landing, but um, I respect that the pilot's good at their job. It's kind of their job. You expect them to be good at it, right? It's a pretty important job, no question. But you don't cheer the teacher every day at the end of the school when they do their job, right? Like, hey, it's an important job, right? You don't, not everybody's rooting uh, when the firefighters put out the fire. Policemen pull you over. No one's cheering the policemen when they pull you over doing their job. So obviously a little bit different, but still. 
uh, I, now I've, I, I've been on a plane once and there was a lot of turbulence. And so I think people were just cheering more. So like, oh my God, thank God we're on the ground. So I, that one I understood. Do you thank the pilot? Uh, if they, if they pop their head out of the, you know, walk by. Yeah, sure. I've yeah. said thank you before for sure. Hey, have a great day. Thanks for, uh, thanks for getting us safe. Sure. I have no problem, but I'm not really clapping. I think we should mandate a policy where Declan and Donovan after the show just clap for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're done another good, show. Good show. We got, we got through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Something tells me that would last one day because <laughs> both of us would forget <laughs> and uh, they definitely wouldn't want to do it. So there you go. Hey boys, I'm still scarred from watching my mom help dad back the boat into the lake every summer for 20 years. <laughs> you think about it. Like there is some moments in your life in your family when remember it was so, so you had to guide your parents to back the truck up to the trailer and get it on the hitch. Trust me, there's as a kid there's things you would be like I would go shovel the barn for a week. And have to do that sometimes. Oh my goodness, we could have lots of laughs, and I'm sure many of you out there could go watching your spouse try to uh, part. And we we've actually had a, a lot of people who have uh, texted in. Hey guys, I'll be honest, I suck at it. My wife was way more patient. I get out of the car and let her park it. Hey, there you go, man. I I respect that, Rick. You got to know your limits. You got to know your skill sets. But I have seen it, and I don't. It's kind of like when someone gets you know, takes a ball or a puck in the nards. You know it hurts, but it's funny. And when you watch people and they're just, they're struggling, uh, they try to pull in. No, start again. No, it's back. Oh, my, like there, it almost gets to the point. It's, I'll say this, it's very different, but it's almost like now the fans, like order fans are rooting so hard for Connor Brown to score because it's gotten past the point of frustrating and annoying. Now they're in the empathy zone. I think that's the same when you see someone, they're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta help them now. Right? Like, please let me help you because this is, it's gotten past the point of funny. Now it's just sad. Right? And so, like, I'll tell you, if, if Connor Brown scores tonight or whatever he scores, the place, like, Connor Brown had the puck on his stick very briefly inside the, uh, the blue line in the order's defensive zone last game with an empty net. Like, he was in no position to shoot the puck. There was guys, but the fans, like, the crowd, they're like, oh, he's going to score. Like, shoot. They want him, like, I think there's a lot of fans who are just like, you know what? I want him to score. I just, I want to see it end. And I get it. You know, there's lots of empathy. So. Guys, I learned a lot of swear words from my dad as a kid when I tried helping him back the truck up into the trailer. (laughs) Like, it should be one. Like, everybody has the one thing in their life that they know irritates them more than they should. If I asked, if you're listening right now, and I say text in the one that you know it irks you, and you shouldn't, but it gets you annoyed. Like, and, And it can take you from zero to ten in like a snap. Right? Everybody has that thing in their life that it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm calm. Everything's good. And this goes wrong. You're losing your mind. Right? And other times, like you can be the most patient person about a lot of things. Oh, calm, cool, collective. Everything's good. This thing goes wrong and it sets you off. Cons, what is your thing? Because everybody has one. Hmm. It's one of those things that probably like I've, I've explained to you a few times. I hate the drivers in this city. And most cities I go to, but but you like you'll find yourself cursing in your vehicle. Okay, here's one for you. 
I, I'll try to explain this as best as I can. You're you're going down the street. There's two lanes, and you're coming up to an intersection where you have to turn left. There's a designated left lane to turn. When people turn into that left lane and don't signal, like they'll slow down, turn into that lane, don't signal, but then they're in the lane where you have to turn, and then they flip on the signal light. That bothers you, but you know they're turning. Well, why do they? Why do you not turn it on when you're changing lanes? But then, when we know you're turning, you turn it on. Leave it off for both, or turn it on for both, one or the oh, other. Oh, okay. But like, it, it just I drives see. me crazy when people don't use it when they should, and then you're in a situation where you really don't have to well, tell me, but oh, you yeah. decide, oh, now I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. That it's stupid. But every time I get mad about it. Okay. Like I can tell you, a lot of parents, when your kids are young, slamming the door, <laughs> guaranteed, it sets them off. Right, like it's that's like that's my wife's thing. To me, it doesn't really bother me. But the door slamming, oh, it drives her insane. It is so funny, right? Because because you know, now my son's getting a little bit older. But when kids are four and five, like they just they're not really even thinking. They're so amped up on whatever it is. You know, I am going outside to play. <laughs> oh, the door slam, God! And sometimes, to be honest, I would do it just because I knew. Because that's part of, like, to me, you're not doing your job in a relationship if you're not irking your partner at some point, right? This is kind of what you have to do, right? It's, I think it's part of the contract. That did bother my dad, too. Oh, God. And there's times so when you, many. as like when you start to realize that and you slam it, you don't mean to, but you know you slammed it a little too oh, hard. And as dead. it's closing, like, oh, okay, I'm going to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Like, I can tell you right now, the thing for me that drives me insane is the people that don't know how to zipper merge. It drives me <laughs> up the wall. And, and, and the worst part is, because I and I know it drives me up the wall because I have to voice it every time, which is so stupid. And my wife's like, yeah, I know. Let me guess. He didn't say, I'm like, yeah, like, what? Is, do they not understand the concept? It's a very easy, it's actually a, such a good concept when done properly. And, and Albertans, like the zipper merge, honestly, that should be like the number one thing. You should have to retake the driver's test just to zipper merge nothing else do you know how to zipper merge well let's go do it if you can zipper merge you get to keep your license do you now have a fear of zipper merges because so many people are bad at them no i don't have a fear no? like, i don't my expectations are so low like the <laughs> odd time when people do it right it's like orgasmic it's like oh this is amazing we got three or four people we're zipper merging this is a great day but come on it is uh it's uh it's rare and obviously they're driving with their lights off, but that one doesn't even, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm almost, they've almost beaten me down from that one. It, there's a, it doesn't set me off to the point of like losing zipper merge. It can, I can be like singing a sweet song. All of a sudden there's no zipper merge snap. Like it's on. I don't like the, uh, the, uh, not understanding the zipper merge. So figure it out people. Watch the sign. You know what I like though? There's actually more signs up now just because some people don't know that the zipper merge is what you're supposed what's that guy doing they're in the right lane because that's where he's supposed to be that's what they're supposed to do lefty righty lefty righty that's how it goes now it's not much that irks me on the scale i'll be honest but uh other than the lack of snow and thankfully we don't have that uh here's the uh snow valley ski report after a massive dump of snow This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Wednesday, February 28th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. 
The conditions the skiers have been waiting for all year have finally arrived. Big snow has hit locally and at the mountain resorts, creating the best conditions by far this winter. At Jasper, the entire mountain is open, and they have received 30 centimeters in the last three days. Down at Castle Mountain, they've received a whopping 60 centimeters over the past three days, giving them enough snow to get the entire resort open, something they've struggled with up till this week. Down in Banff, over the last four days, Sunshine Village is at 35 centimeters, while Lake Louise, 48. Norquay, 35 centimeters over the past week. While out in Kananaskis country, Nakiska has gotten 23 centimeters over the last 48 hours. West across the border into BC, Kicking Horse and Revelstoke, both getting lots of snow recently as well, with 28 centimeters in the last two days at Kicking Horse and 13 overnight at Revelstoke. At Fernie, 15 centimeters in the last 24 hours. Kimberly, 5 in the last two days. And Panorama, 17 over the past two days. Local hills have soft conditions with the new snow and Nordic conditions around the capital region are better than they've been all year. At Gold Bar Park, they're reporting great cross-country conditions for both skating and classic trails. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Oh, we got some good texts coming in. (laughs) What is your breaking point? You guys, my wife piling up the garbage to the point of spilling over, but never taking it out from Andrew. Oh, hey guys, a buddy of mine uh, had a lake lot right next to the public boat launch at a very popular lake by Edmonton. When we were young and obnoxious, we would sit by the boat launch and grade people and clap at the end when they got the boat in the lake. We had a lot of people swearing at us and asking us if we had anything else to do. <laughs> oh, it is true, man. You go to the marina and it is amazing. Oh. Hey guys, you should see the gong show at the marina ramp I launched from here on the island all summer long. Amazing from Rob. Trust me, I've seen it, man. It is, it can be pure comedy at times. Like how many, t- you run in, oh, now you got to back out. Like, and, and I get that, you know, doing it with the, with the boat, it's a little bit of a skill, no question. But man, you want to, if you want easy humor cons and you just want to see people where they go from zero to 10, eh, like there's a few things, like those people that can stay patient while the, uh, the park job isn't going how you like, I, I respect you. Because I think it's the, there's a lot of people where it sets you off. Houseboating, something you'd see quite a bit. Try, you know, sticking the landing. And then also, if you go to the store, like out at the shoe shops, there's the big store in the middle. The, the patience of the employees trying to help you pull in yeah. is funny. Because, I mean, you'll be in that store and you'll just get rocked by some boat that's coming in way too hot. But, yeah, that, the boat one's tough. I, I think there can be some issues there. Yeah. Quick break. We'll come back and uh, be joined by former NHLer, analyst for the St. Louis Blues, Cam Jansen, here on uh, Sports 1440, Orders Nation, YouTube and Facebook. It's a Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 428, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Game day. Oilers taking on the St. Louis Blues as we go in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated and a huge sponsor of uh, numerous youth sports teams and lots of charitable donations. And more. They love to be part of the community. NextGenTransportation.com. As uh, we uh, get the uh, St. Louis Blues side of things now with uh, former NHLer and, of course, uh, ace analyst for the uh, St. Louis Blues. We're joined by Cam Jensen from the uh, Cam Jensen from the Cam and Strict podcast. Uh, Cam, welcome back to the show, my man. How you doing? 
What's up, Jay Bird? What's going on? Oof, well, there's lots going on. The, uh, the St. Louis Blues, um, they got games in hand. They're six back in Nashville. They got some games in hand. I keep hearing these rumblings about Buchnevich. Like, he's a hell of a player. Like, I don't see, like, I get that, you know, people say, well, hey, you never say never. And I understand that. But, like, are we talking like a 5% or lower chance that the Blues move him? Uh, I would say it's probably more than that. I mean, they're six out right now. They're sliding fast. Hell, I, actually, a couple weeks ago, I remember just talking to my buddies, like, oh, can't wait to go to some playoff games here. And now you look at it, um, they're, they're a little scrambly when they're playing, and they've been losing a lot of games. They've been losing a, a, a lot of games. And other teams are making up ground. So 5% chance, I, I don't know. Not to mention, you have – a play you have two years left on this or one more year after this left on his contract meaning like if a team wants him you're going to get a playoff run this year for what 5.8 he makes and then you're going to get another one next year so the value is high and i believe army's been you know army doesn't mess around like he's the phone phone lines are open so if if somebody throws out a you know a a, a ni- nice trade proposal i don't know I, I think they might be a little bit higher than that to be honest with you. Okay. Um, like, I, what about the other, like, they, they, we know they tried to trade Krug last summer. It didn't work. He obviously uh, negated that deal. Um, who do, like, what type of moves do they need to make on their blue line? They, they don't, Armstrong hasn't hidden the fact that they want to retool. Who would you look at moving out? Well, like, what are the, the moves that make sense for them moving forward? Well, I would say the guys that, Okay, how about this? How about the guys that I wouldn't trade would be Colton Pareko. I just wouldn't trade him. He's had a hell of a year, a bounce back year. He's big. He can move. He moves his feet. He's agile. He's got great hand-eye coordination. He's playing great this year. I wouldn't touch him. But as far as anybody else, I mean, I think a lot of people are on the table right now. Again, like the St. Louis Blues fans have had it pretty good for the past well, 20, 25 years. You know, there's been a couple slip-ups here and there, but Blues fans in St. Louis are expecting to make the playoffs every year. And now you had a bad one last year. This year's not going as great as you want it to be. The blue line does need to be reconfigurated. Um, But the one guy I wouldn't touch would be Colton Pareko. Now maybe uh, some of these young kids that are coming up and down, I I don't know. You could probably throw them in the mix, but – it's hard to trade people now. Yeah. Man, I read an article. I read an article today about what Mike Keenan did in the early '90s. I forgot about this. I was just a kid, and how it was in the '90s. I think he had about 30, 30 different people coming in and out of that that uh, that lineup. I think it was in '96. But nowadays, man, with the cap, with the no trade clauses, all that kind of stuff, it's tough to move people. And Tory Krug, you just mentioned him. At the time, I, I don't blame him for shutting him down. He earned that contract. He earned a no-trades clause, and he said no. So I don't blame him for that. But, again, man, I think everything's on the table right now. they got to make some moves. Um, they're not where they want it to be. And, um, and we'll see what happens coming up. And, and, by the way, don't you guys need a, a left winger leading into the playoffs to get a little bit of depth up front? They can score some big-time goals. I don't know. Just yeah. saying. Well, no, yeah, they, I think. Well, they they'd like a top six for sure. I'm, I'd argue though, Cam, honestly, that uh, Edmonton's bigger need is to to um, is to fill out uh, two spots on their fourth line. I, I think they need to improve their fourth line center. And I'm looking at the Blues' fourth line center, who makes the league minimum, who also has oh. 20 points. Oh yeah. Tell me about uh, Sung. I'm, I'm like, what do you like about him? Because I look at a lot of his numbers and I don't mind him at all. 
The only thing Ooh, I don't Oscar, like is he's, he's not. Yes, Oscar. He's not great in the face-off circle. That's the only concern. Well, he, he he a he's an unbelievable human being. B he's a Stanley Cup winner. And when I watched him in 2019 do his thing, he was all over the ice. He knows how to win. That's hard to teach. Like it's in his soul now. I like Oscar Sundquist. He's been consistent all year. He's been healthy. He's been healthy. He looks good. He's slimmed down. He gets up and down the ice. You can he can penalty kill. He can take faceoffs, although he does need to work on that, but that's he could certainly fix that. He could be on the power play. He's got some power play points this year as well. Oscar Oscar Sunquist would be a great addition for anybody. Now, do the Blues fans want Oscar Sunquist out uh, to be traded? Absolutely not. But it's a business. So man oh man. And yeah, he's cheap for sure. And he'd be a great, great addition to a team that needs to make the playoffs, not only make the playoffs, but go for a long run. And that's certainly the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. So he, he's a, he's another name that I've been looking at and you know, I, I think the blues he's love, affordable. Yeah. hundred percent. You can't get more affordable than that is league minimum. Pretty much. Uh, I guess some of the guys yeah. who have the, the seven sixty two because they signed a two year deal last year, I guess slightly uh, a little bit better. Um, you, you look at uh, Justin Falk, who's been out for quite some time. Now he's back. Um, is he redundant in that blue line? Cam, is that a guy that they would consider moving? I yeah, I would I would think so, and I'm not speaking for him, but I mean I'm looking at everything again. The one guy would be Pareko, just because you're going to get rid of a six foot six guy that can move move his feet and is agile, and you could put, place him anywhere. You, you could put him on the power play if you want to, although they don't because you have a Tory Krug, you have a Scotty Perunovich and whatnot. But Gordon Pareko has one of the hardest shots going. Uh, but yeah, Justin Falk, although he's been probably one of their most consistent D-man for the past however long years. Um, I like him. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a thick guy. He's smooth, doesn't make too many mistakes, but he has been banged up a little bit lately. But I, I think he would be on the table. Again, this is me talking. Um, but, yeah, he'd be a great addition. He certainly would. Yeah. Uh, looking to tonight's game last night, you know, they're in Winnipeg and like the Jets are a hard team to play against Cam. Like they play physical. We saw a hell of a slobber knocker, by the way, that was a pretty good tilt. But, um, yeah, you look well, at how Winnipeg plays and how like they're a hard team to play against. And so now the Blues, you know, they come into Edmonton today. How much do you think fatigue is a factor after playing not only the night before, but playing a Winnipeg team? Listen, hockey's so weird. The Blues might come out with a fire up their ass and go hundred miles an hour and put up three in the first period. You don't know, you know how this goes. Sometimes when you are in a back to back and you lose a game like that and you know, the city's on you a little bit, you know, everybody, the eyes are on you like, okay, what's happening? Trade deadlines coming up here. I think that you could suck that up a little bit. The travel's not that bad. Now a little bit uh, different time change. And I get that. And that certainly affects you, but I, I don't know how much, I don't know how much that totally affects them. I think the guys are going to be wound up today. They know the pressure's on. So it's probably going to be a battle going at least in the first half of the game. But maybe in the third period, the fatigue will catch up. But sometimes on these back-to-backs, it's goofy to where the players are mad because they lost the night before. And all of a sudden, you don't have to wait another day and have another skate where the coach is telling you what to do. You're like, no, we know our mistakes. Let's go. Bring it on. Bring the best player in the world. Let's go toe-to-toe and see what happens. Uh, Jake Neighbors having himself quite the year for the Blues. Oh, he might. His sweater might get heavy throughout the years, if you know what I mean. He might be start wearing an A coming up. Hmm. Um, he's a leader. He was a leader his whole 
career. If you talk to him, like he's just he's he's mature. He goes hard. He goes to the dirty areas. He scores dirty goals. He might get 25 goals this year. Yeah. He thought he might be a third, fourth line guy. He's on the power play. He's doing all kinds of different things. I like that Jakey Neighbors a lot. He's another guy I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't move him at all. I'd keep him around. Um, but no, he's he's going to turn to leader. He's going to have an A on his jersey if he stays with this uh, with this organization. In my opinion, I like that kid. He works solid, kid. Good kid, and uh, he's a kind of player that. Uh, you know, you need in the lineup to go far in the playoffs, too. He's a playoff-type player, not to mention he'll fight you, too. Blues analyst, former NHLer Cam Jansen joins us. Cam, what about uh, Alexei Toropchenko? Uh, he's got nine goals in 58 game. Big body, man. He scored some highlight real goals. Uh, where do you see him at in his development and, you know, maybe where he fits in the future here in St. Louis? Well, it would suck if, if – you know how the Russians, they hang out with each other, man, and rightfully so. I was on a road trip with them doing uh, color for radio. And, uh, and you can tell him and Bucci are hanging out the whole time. I see those guys all uh, together all, all the time. He'll hit you. He can penalty kill. He drive the net. You know that goal he had the other day where he's just like, you know what? I think it was against Montreal. He's like, you know what? Screw everybody. I'm just going to go around everybody, and I'm going to cut to the net. And if you hit me, I'm going to run right into your goalie. But if you don't, I'm going to tuck it around and, and, and go far side. I like Torpchenko. Again, you, you got to keep some of those guys, man. Yeah. You need a big fourth-line guy that hits, that could penalty kill. Everybody needs a penalty kill now. If you're a fourth-line guy, you better do – and if you're not penalty killing, you better be a solid hitter, and you better put up 10 to 15 goals. Otherwise, you know, you might get weeded out. So, Torbchenko, great kid, good player, big, strong, and um, I, 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 I want him in a Blues jersey. Looking at this lineup, I think Tyler Tucker is going to play on the back end tonight. Uh, I don't know anything about him. Tell us, uh, what do you expect from Tyler Tucker? He's a big kid, but I think he needs to get his nose dirty a little bit more. Just be a little bit more mean. Not go crazy and challenge everybody like, hey, not a sideshow. But just after whistles, give a guy a little shot. Like, what are you going to do? He's a big farm boy. He's got a big head on him. And he's good enough to get pucks out of his own. He's smooth enough to be able to spin off of guys and whatnot and make a first outlet pass. You have to be able to do that. But he's big enough to really look at you and intimidate you. And intimidation is still a key factor in this game, especially going into the playoffs. I like Tyler Tucker. I think he needs to get his nose dirty a little bit more. Hopefully he does tonight. And uh, the Blues in uh, 2021, they drafted uh, uh, Zachary Balduke. And uh, since being drafted, all he did was score back-to-back 50-goal seasons in the Quebec Major Junior League. He turned pro this year, and he started in Springfield. He's being recalled. He's played three games. He's got a goal. He's going to play tonight. Uh, it's early, I know, Cam, but what's your uh, early impressions of Balduke? Well, he had a nice goal the other night, but he's only playing nine to ten minutes. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Dude, you could score 80 goals in juniors. And then all of a sudden you play the big boys. You're playing against 30-year-old grown men that are strong. They get that man strength. It's a different animal up in the show. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I liked his goal the other day. Again, that was against the Red Wings. They're already getting their butts kicked anyway. So sometimes you got to sit back and be like, okay, let's chill for a second. He needs to start start being noticeable a little bit more. I didn't notice him too, too much. He needs to get going and find a way – to stay in this lineup. Whatever you do, try to stick in this lineup, but it ain't easy, and I don't care what you do in juniors. This is a different animal. Goaltending. Is Bennington the clear starter in your eyes? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Listen, 
if, if the Blues were in the playoffs, and if I'm a team and I look at Benner, knowing what he did in 2019, he still has that instinct in his head. I wouldn't want to play a team that I know a goalie can get hot. I don't want to play a team where I know a goalie can stand on his head and even win a series. Yeah, Benner's scary. I don't want him going anywhere. And now there's always talks about all this stuff going on. No, Benner's certainly number one, and he's proven that. And it's been weird the past couple of years. But I remember two years ago, Benner was dominating. They beat Minnesota Blues, beat Minnesota Wild. And, of course, Nazem Kadri did his thing and fell into Benner. And that whole episode happened. He got hurt. And, of course, they had 109 points that year. And then the past couple of years, it is what it is, and it wasn't as good as you want it to be. But, no, Benner's number one, and he's a Stanley Cup winner, and he's also a great guy. And he walks on water here in St. Louis. Uh, well, I know he's a huge fan favorite there, uh, no question about it. I've heard all the rumblings. And, you know, I know that, you know, Hoffer's a young guy, but – there's a massive difference between being a good backup. You talk about you know being an 80 goal scorer in junior, and then you play the big boys. There's there's a big jump for being a backup to going to be a starter every night. Of course there is. Yeah, I'm like oh let's trade. And you, you know I do radio shows in the morning, and everybody has their opinion on everything. Well, why don't we trade Benner and do like? Are you kidding me? No, you. If you're going to develop a team, you start with your goaltending. And even who else would you pick right now? Like, you're going to trade Venerway? Are you sure Holper's ready? Now, Holper's been great, and he's won some games, and he stood on his head. And But Benner, man, he's proven. He's had a, And he's not getting talked about too, too much. And the team in front of him isn't that great this year either. But the reason why they're even in the mix right now is because of Jordan Bennington, and that's a fact. Cam, always good to catch up with you, buddy. I love the passion, the fieriness. It's yeah. great. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, let's do it, buddy. Right on, anytime. Yeah, that's uh, Cam Jansen. That guy is fired up all the time. It's awesome. Uh, ball of energy, Cam Jansen. So the Blues and the Orders tonight. Uh, Bennington uh, will play because uh, Hoffer started last night in uh, Winnipeg against the Jets. Uh, I mentioned uh, Tucker. You're also going to see Bull Duke, Jake Neighbors. Lots of Oil Kings fans remember him. He had a lot of success here. Played very well against the Orders earlier this month in that victory in St. Louis. Uh, meanwhile, the Orders... Not expecting any uh, lineup changes from Monday's victory against the Los Angeles Kings. Stu Skinner, of course, is uh, going to start in goal. Uh, McDavid and Drysaddle are scheduled to uh, start the game together tonight. Quick break. We'll come back. We've got uh, five questions. Spec, we'll hear from uh, Chris Knobloch, Nurse, and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 4.47 on a Wednesday afternoon. How are you? Hope you're having an awesome day. It's getting brighter out every day. Oof. Start thinking about the uh, spring and then summertime. Oh, March is here, baby, on Monday. I'm mean, Friday, excuse me. Can't wait. Love it. So also uh, a happy early eve to all of those who uh, only get a birthday once every four years. Tomorrow should be uh, quite the day. Uh, did you get like four years of presents at once? Maybe you should. Maybe you should start that trend. Why not? Let's get to uh, five questions brought to you by The Brick. We're uh, saving you more. Hey, that's what they do. You can get finance it available if you go uh, in-store or online at thebrick.com for 36 months. That's three years to pay with no interest. Not bad deal at The Brick, thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, question number one. Biggest key to victory tonight for the Oilers, and do you have a prediction for a score? Well, I think Edmonton, it's simple. Just 
stick with what you're good at. Like they, they the orders had a stretch, a shorter stretch where they and they just got off their game. I think anybody who saw it, uh, the the most entry level anal- analyst could see that the orders weren't playing close to their capabilities. I think the LA game they came around and. It's kind of how it goes. You know, they're out of a funk. It's amazing how it works. One win, you know, it's like that penalty kill back to back, just kind of boom, got their juices flown. So I'd expect that the, the, uh, the St. Louis Blues are not a very good team that comes from behind. So, uh, I think a key to tonight's game would be, uh, start on time and, uh, the Blues played last night, get them in chase mode and you could uh, probably skate them right out of the rink. Yeah. That's where I was going as well with the fatigue, a quick start, crucial find that game you know we saw them play so good defensively the streak of 16 games holding them to two goals or less for the majority of it first time doing it last game uh in the or since the uh, all-star break so get back on that things should work out well i'm gonna say uh five uh, two oilers empty net uh question number two for you gregor what do you think of the pwh shells playoff format where they're gonna let the first place team pick their opponent in round one of the playoffs ah gimmicky my own opinion Right, but you know what? Hey, it's good. It gets people talking uh, about it. Um, is it one versus four and two versus three? Well, the the first place team will get to pick who they want. So they could place third or fourth or second? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so let, let's be real here. What are the odds that they don't pick the fourth place team? I'm going to say minimal. Yeah. So I guess, you know what? It, it's something that's... That people talk about and, and everyone thinks that, oh, it's going to add way more to it. Like, first of all, it's only four teams that are mm-hmm. in the playoffs, right? So it's going to be competitive, right? Like, uh, I, I don't know if there's going to be that massive uh, of, of a cavern between uh, first and fourth. So, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't make, like, it's not something that I would put in my league. That's like established leagues are never going to do it, nor should they. Yeah. I mean, and it's, if this was in a league where there were eight teams making the playoffs per conference and there's some rivalries there. I think there there could be a little more to it, but like you say in this one, I I don't think that there's going to be a franchise that takes the second place team. It's, it's going to be the fourth place team, and they'll like, avoid the controversy. Like, here's the um, you, you look at so uh, Montreal has 24 points, Minnesota has 22, Toronto has 21, and Boston has 18, and uh, they have a game in hand on the top team. So, right, you look at it, it's like um, Montreal has five wins. Uh, three overtime wins, three overtime loss, two losses. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see it being, uh, uh, a major factor. Question number three, a fantasy frenzy. We're starting up a fantasy baseball league and uh, currently taking applicants to our emails. Connor at sports1440.ca if anyone wants to get in on it. So I want to ask you, rank them in order in leagues that you've played in the sport. So what would be your favorite? What's your least favorite? Well, baseball is my least favorite because it takes like it takes a lot of time. Now, if you're a baseball fan, I see why you'd love it because there's so much more to do. Like you probably feel like, hey, if I do my homework in in baseball, I got a much better chance. So I get it. But for me personally, I felt like, oh my god, like this is a lot of work. So I think you, I think baseball is the one you have to be the most committed to. So so that doesn't necessarily mean it's worse. I just think it's the biggest commitment. Um, hockey's the middle. Uh, I like football because it's, it's like, you know, it's once a week games for the most part, right? You, you put your lineup in like hockey, you got it. Well, how many games is this guy's playing this week? And football, you know, when they're on a bye, pretty simple. So it's probably f- football. I don't know if it's the best. It's the simplest for me. I will say it is the best. That's in my opinion. I'm with you. Baseball would probably be at the bottom, but 
we're going to start a team. The Fantasy Frenzy team will be ran by Brandon and I. Maybe we'll get Donovan, the intern, to chip in a little bit. But I have that at the bottom. Hockey at the top. Or, sorry, hockey second. Basketball would be third in the leagues that I participated in. Sorry, fourth. And uh, football, number one. Leading uh, into our next question here, talking football. The New York Jets have given quarterback Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. Is there any team that you think would want his services? Oh, man. I, I think Warren Moon was very accurate when he said you have to be patient with developing quarterbacks. I also get a sense that you know Wilson's a guy who... I'm not sure he thinks he needed any more. Like he just thinks he's the lead. I don't know something about his attitude. Just I'm not sure he'll ever be a player. So um, seeking a trade, I don't know. He might be seeking a release. I, you know, I'm not even sure people want to pay him what his salary is. That's that's his biggest problem, right? Like you look at what he is to what you're going to have to pay him. No, I guess one of the bottom feeder teams who maybe strikes out with a quarterback this year in the draft might consider it. I can't think of, like, I can't see an obvious, like, oh, my goodness, if he goes here, he's going to be great. He's showing signs. He had some decent games. But then he had more bad games than good. So I could see a bottom-rung team that doesn't get the quarterback uh, in the draft maybe looking at him. Yeah, and even that might surprise me because I don't, I don't know if any teams would want him. I, I think it, for him, the best situation is somewhere he can go and sit and learn, similar to Mitchell Trubisky, what he did uh, with the Steelers and a good coaching staff. Obviously, he had to be kind of forced to play, uh, but for him, like, wouldn't Kansas City be a good spot not to play, but learn from Andy Reid, learn from Patrick Mahomes? I think that would be a good spot, but why would the Chiefs want him? I think they're pretty good with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chad Henney if he continues to play. And final question for you, Gregor. On this day in 1998, Mark Messier recorded his 1600th career point, becoming the fourth player to do so. The only problem with that, in my opinion, is that he did that in a Vancouver Canucks jersey. So huh. I'll ask you this. Uh, who is one player that after a long run, a historic run with their their one team, joined another team late in the career, and it just seemed weird to you? Looked weird, felt weird. It was just a weird thing. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You go ahead. Uh, I'll go with one that's uh, going to relate to tonight's opponent, uh, Martin Roder playing with the St. Louis Blues. He, he was a devil. Like he, he had so much success there. And to be honest with you, I've forgotten that he actually played with the St. Louis Blues at times. So uh, he would be one that, you know, in honor of the Blues coming to town tonight, I'll go with. Hmm. All right. That's an interesting question. I never, I don't know why I never, I guess I would go with Michael Jordan. I would, you know what, it's late in his career, came back and yeah, you know, team wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. So I would go with MJ. There's a like, oh, Joe Montana with the Chiefs. Yeah. Johnny with the Chargers. With the Chiefs. Yeah. Right, right. How about Emmett Smith with the Cardinals? Honestly, I barely, now that you mention it, I remember it. So it didn't bother me at that. Like running backs, I don't know why. Like there are a few running backs that stay with one team, right? Like Barry Sanders, but he retired. Yeah. Right. Like it's guys move on to the, and lots of players, like it's hard. It's, it's very rare to see a guy in, in one uniform. Like you think about in the NHL, you have Joe Sackick and Steve Eisenman, right? Gordy Howe, um, Marilyn Mew. Gordy Howe played for the Whalers. That's true. Forgot about that. But you know, I Jonathan th- Taves maybe. Yeah, t- yeah. I don't put Taves. I'm, uh, Taves isn't in that category. Like for me, he's a good player, but um, like it's just rare, right? Like if Taves hadn't got sick, he's probably getting traded out of Chicago, right? He's probably mm-hmm. playing for a different organization right now. So um, I don't know. It, it's weird, but it's all to me. It's more weird. Do you see guys do their whole career with one team, right? Because they end up. You know, bouncing around to different places. It's just, it, like, look at the orders right now. I, got, uh, I would love for order fans that McDavid never plays anywhere else, but I don't think it's realistic. I think at some point, it might be when he's 35, might be when he's 38, he might play for someone else, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. I guess when I saw Gretzky do it, it just kind of was like, all right, <laughs> you can play something. You can, anybody can play anywhere. That's how I view it. It's more so, I'm kind of intrigued sometimes, like, where like if Sidney Crosby left Pittsburgh, where would I want to see him play? That's kind of how I view it. Rather than like I could see why Sidney Crosby doesn't want to fin- finish his career the next four years in Pittsburgh if they're not competitive, right? Like I just I get why I wouldn't want to do it. So you know, like Tom Brady went to the Bucks. It didn't yeah it didn't bother me. I was like ah oh, good for him. So. Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, yep. won a ring, you know. Yeah. If you're going to go to a situation where it's going to be a lot more competitive, yes. I mean, that's what makes these guys so great is that, that like, competitive nature they have. Like how many people do you know listing right now that worked at one company? It's hard. Right now, for a lot of cases, maybe you don't know what you want to do when you're 18, 19, 20, right? So I'm not talking when you had a part-time job when you're a student. But I'm saying you get into the workforce. How many? I know there's some. You stayed up at, at one company for a long time. And I'm not talking about owners because that's different. Right? It's rare. So it doesn't surprise me that guys play in different places. Uh, I, I think it's just kind of expected. So. Hey, guys, I wouldn't doubt that uh, McDavid owns the orders one day from Ricky and the Donut. Well, there's, uh, there's a difference between millionaires and billionaires. 
right? Like Connor McDavid, when his contract's done, will have a hundred million dollars. Great. I didn't. Let's even say his next contract is somehow bigger, so he gets up to two hundred million. Like that's that's still you know long ways away from a billionaire. And most owners now in pro sports are billionaires. So we'll see. Right, like NBA guys, like they make fifty million a year. I don't even know what LeBron's made in his career, but I got to think it's over half a million, over like uh, um, close to half a billion, probably more. I would think he's played twenty years, so four hundred and seventy-nine. Is that what it is? Million. That's what he just made in NBA salary. Yes. Yeah. So what about um, <laughs> what has he made in in um, sponsorship? I wonder. All right, a little different. Like NHL guys, really, they don't make a lot of money in sponsorship dollars. Right, like I know you see, you know, McDavid's being on MGM and they've been on some other commercials and stuff, but it's not, it's nothing comparatively to, to, you know, to that. And then, um, you know, LeBron and shoes and everything like that, like shoes are a massive moneymaker for basketball players. Huge. Obviously like Jordan's a different level, but yeah, I'd be curious what is with the sponsorship deal. It's got to be close to double that. Doesn't it cons? Yeah. Just uh, looking at his. Long-time business partner, yeah, like told GQ, it's like a billion. Yeah, okay. With Nike shoes being there a big go. one. Yeah, that makes sense. Take a quick break. Uh, Sports 1440 update. Then we got spec coming up. Our orders taking on the St. Louis Blues tonight. We'll tell you about the lineup and more after the comments. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. It's your second last day. They reward you for being you. Today, Victoria and Parth. Victoria and Parth. Go to Booster Juice, you'll get a free drink. And download the Booster Rewards app and find out tomorrow, the last day of the month. It'll be a special day for two of you. Maybe it's you. Go to Booster Juice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.